Nasi wako vibration mode. I don't want to look serious today. Even though there is an intense conversation we are going to have, but I just want us to think for a moment of this God. As in, tumesikia kwa mawimbo. Kuna msia sikisheng? Tutatumia subtitles. Shembeteng aiko hapa. Um, I want us to think about this God that he says he's a father that he says he's a friend imagine as in this God can like metamorphosize for lack of a better word as in he can be that which you can relate with as in his love, his caring, he's a father, he's also a mother, and we're going to see shortly, a mother gives birth, God in himself, by himself, he's all sufficient, he's able to birth things. Just Close your eyes for a moment. This man that knew you before your mother and father even met. This man that spoke over your life before you were even conceived. This man that says will never leave you nor forsake you. He is your father. I know maybe we have a tainted picture of God as a father, but today we are going to to be transformed into what we've known concerning a father. Father, today we are coming as your disciples, O God. Father, we are praying that you will open our eyes just like what Paul says. Open the eyes of our understanding concerning you as a father. That we will be able to relate with you more because you are relational, O God. And on this Father's Day, O God, it's not just an event, a world event, but it's a it's a day that, Father, we are being transformed in terms of seeing you as a loving Father. We thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want us to turn to our Bibles to the book of Romans. Come on a date ni Romans. Stay serious. Stay serious. Um, the book of Roma, Romans, sorry, Romans. <laughs> um, I, I remember when I was so single, baka nikato album, lakini sai tunasoma book of Romans. Romans chapter four, chapter 8, sorry, verse 14. Stay kwa serious, stay kwa serious. Um, even though what I'm talking about is serious. Romans chapter 8. Umefika hapo? Hama mnangotia ya Melissa. 
um, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. If you're there, say amen. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by Him we cry, Abba, which means Father. All through the Bible, we find the Bible speaking about God as a father. And Paul writing to the Romans, today I'm not even teaching, I'm just having a conversation. Paul writing this book, in fact, he's not the one who wrote, but he dictated to someone and that person wrote it. Paul, um, Paul was saying that those who have known Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, and they are now called children of God. Jesus taught about prayer and he said, our Father. The moment God says, or Jesus said, our Father, it automatically qualifies us to the place of being children. And God being the father, there's relationship. So, there's relationship. And then Paul is saying, for those who are led by the spirit, those that are born again, those that live a life of salvation, those that have confessed that Christ is their Lord, Lord and Savior, they are now led by the spirit. Spirit there is capital S, meaning Holy Spirit. And when we get born again, the Holy Spirit becomes resident in us. That's why unafind ukshao koka manze, unafind kuna vitu zingina wezi to do. Ataka una struggle, unafind manze, sioni ni kifanya ikitu. And so, you are led by the Spirit because you are a child of God. The spirit you receive does not make you a slave. Meaning that if you're not born again one, you are a slave. You are a slave to sin. And the enemy has blinded quite a lot of things. That's why you're not able to live in abundance. Like what Christ said. And then the Bible continues to say that even though you can be born again still, you can be like a slave because there are some things that we carry with us when we get born again. But the beauty of it is every day, it's like Paul was trying to paint a picture that you get to learn that God is actually a father Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. It speaks about the Trinity having a boardroom. And they were speaking about creating man in the image of God. The last time I was here, I explained quite a lot of that. And 
it's so interesting that God being Abba, God being Pater, New Testament was written in Greek. And Pater means a relational God, the one that you can talk to. And Jesus actually spoke about that. God created Adam and then he put man in the garden. And after putting man in the garden, God said it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for man to be alone. And I am going to send him a suitable helper. The someone is about fathers. So the first man, it's like he birthed Eve. Because when Adam was created, he was created in the image of God. Eve came from Adam. And when Eve came from Adam, it was not God who named Eve woman. It is Adam who named Eve woman. The first time Adam saw the hips, lips, and everything. He named her woman. And so, when a man and a woman come together in holy matrimony, it's equivalent to them being as what God had said in Genesis. Adam, when Eve came, it's like Adam relinquished everything concerning bathing. And then Eve became the one who baths, the one who nurtures, the one who helps. And Adam, on the other side, he became the one who will go and search for food. So when a man and a woman come together, you see how creation comes in holy matrimony. But we are living in a world whereby we can say that a man and another man can come together. But that's not in the Bible. What can a man and another man birth? Maybe diseases. <laughs> I want us to think, because this is also Pride Month, what can a woman and another woman also bring? You see how the original design that God designed of how a family should be is when a man and a woman come together. And then when they have a child, the child is able to experience the full expression of God. You find that the man now, Adam, is a masculine expression of God. And if we think about God, we see God as a protector. We see God as a warrior in the book of Exodus. We see God as someone who establishes authority. We see God as someone who uh, confers identity. 
We see God as someone who provides and, and God as someone who brings about security and God as someone who disciplines. And this is all through the Bible. And then we also see God as a helper, the Holy Spirit, which is like the feminine expression of God. We see God, the Holy Spirit, as a comforter who comes and embraces you in a world that is so cold, telling you that everything will be all right. And this is what we see in Adam and in Eve. And then, when they come together and they have a child, the child is able to experience the full expression of God. You find that a child will be disciplined on one side. You find that the child will be comforted on the other side. We find the child will experience security on one side. And then on the other side, you find that the child will be nurtured. The child will be embraced. But after the fall, things changed. I want you to think of a family that doesn't have both the father and the mother or one of them. It's like, for example, and, and I remember the president spoke about it um, during Madaraka Day. He said that um, um, the statistics of single parent families, these are not only women but also um, um, fathers. Um, statistics say that it has risen from 2009 from 28% to 38%. Meaning that there are families that you might be experiencing the nurturing but there's no discipline. You might find there are families that you are experiencing provision, but there's no protection. And whenever one thing is not met, you crave for the other thing. You crave to be loved. You craved, you crave to be cared for. You crave to be provided for. That is, if a child is born in a family that doesn't have both, the father and the mother. According to the US um, Census of Bureau, Bureau of Census, Census of Bureau, they say that 75% of the black community, 75% of the black community are born, are, are born out of unwed mothers. Imagine a woman being the father, a woman being the mother. And as far as I know, a woman can never be the father. A woman can only be the mother and can only nurture. 75%, that is like three out of four people you see, they come from broken homes. Statistics also say that people that don't have fathers, they have 250% chance of being a failure in life. There are statistics that say that 
71% of people in um, its Naivasha and Nairobi West prison are actually young people. And the, when they were interviewed, it's because fathers haven't played a role in their lives. Imagine if a daughter has the father, and the father loves the daughter unconditionally. The father protects. The father provides. The father does everything. That's like a dress rehearsal for her wedding. According to the Bible, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, you find that God was saying that the first job description of fathers is to take care, is to love, is to lead, is to provide and to protect and to do all these other things, to confer identity. Because a father can say so much that when the father says to a son or a daughter, as in, no matter what someone says, it will never take them down. Another person says that fathers are like mirrors. They reflect the image of God. But we live in a world where the mirror has been broken. We see their absentee fathers. We see their fathers who might be there, but they are not providers. We see their fathers who are abusive fathers. We find that they are fathers who do not perform the roles that they are supposed to perform in their houses. And this is the generation that we live in. And it's because the enemy knows and understands once he takes away the father. The father is the head of the family. I want you to think about a head being chopped off. You can run around like a headless chicken. The enemy knows that once he destroys the ambition, the dreams, the identity of fathers, he knows that the mother can be confused. He knows that the children will be confused. He knows that there's nothing that the family can be able to do. And this is the world that we live in. In the 1800s, there's a guy I won't mention the name. In the 1800s, there was a guy whose father was so rich. He was so rich that he had everything. And he had a son who was taken to the best school. He was taken to the best school and, and, and that son was like, he knew they had everything. So during the weekends or whenever school were on recess, he would go and play golf and whenever the ponds were dry, be, were frozen because of, of winter, he would go there and just um, do ice skating. And he had no dream, he had no ambition. He had nothing to do, even though they had everything. He had no um, a sense of direction. He had no sense of purpose. 
But it came to a moment in time that even his friends called him useless. But because of the presence of a father, he put his foot down, took him to a school called, to a place called West Point. It's a military academy, military school. This is in the 1800s when Abraham Lincoln was president in the States. And when he went there, he was taught on discipline. The discipline of the father continued to flow through him. And when he came back, he found a sense of purpose. He went on to fight in the Civil War. In fact, they say that he was at the forefront of the Civil War. They say that this man, before his death, his name is U Ulysses, Ulysses Grant. He served two terms as president of the USA. In fact, there are some other philosophers and other great people that say, um, there's a book I'm reading about him. They say that this man, were it not for his father, he would have been rendered useless. The 250% statistics of being a failure. This man, he is the one who established the 15th Amendment that said that black or white, you are able to vote. You can go and research about him. But it was because of the presence of a father. And you know, sometimes we may want to be at a place that we are blaming our fathers. Some of our fathers, some of us in this place, our fathers maybe are dead. Some of us, our fathers maybe are, are, are absent because of there has been conflicts or many other things. Some of us, our parents are actually not present because they have to go search for money. Some of us are at places where maybe our fathers are incapacitated and sick and maybe attached to a hospital bed. And I know it's so easy to start blaming our fathers. And you see, once we don't have an understanding to such, we are slaves. When I say 250% chance of being failure, and by the way, um, at 2.30, uneza kam, tuneza tukacheki movie flani about fathers, um, tutacheki apa. Um, when, when it speaks of 250% chance of being a failure in life, I had mentioned that 71% of young men in prison, they were caught because of, as in, Last week I was in Diani and there were young people between the age of 16 and 24 in Diani police station. And one was there because and they have to pay a bond of 100,000 but they don't have the money. You find you're struggling 
with drugs and you're wondering why am I struggling? You find you don't know how to make decisions because there was no one to give you a sense of direction. And remember, fathers are like mirrors. They reflect the image of God, but the mirror has been broken. So when we come to church and we want to sing about God that I am the father's pride, the apple of his eye, that you are my father, in you I find my identity. You can't relate because most of us relate to God based on how we've related with our earthly fathers. So if your earthly father has failed you, you know that God will automatically fail you. If your earthly father was like a commander or like a police or someone who was so strict, that's how you see God. But God is not like that. Imagine God in himself, by himself, he's all sufficient. God by himself, when Adam and Eve sinned, God did not go like a commander. God did not go carrying a stick ready to whip them like a runaway slave. God did not do that. But God went there looking for Adam and Eve as a loving father. Many of us have messed up life. And it's because we did not have a father figure. And by the way, we thank God for those that, that have fathers that are present in their lives. We thank God. May we continue. In fact, someone was saying that a father is like a, a, a foundation. When you come into the house, you can take photos all over. Nani anapiganga picha floor? You see, fathers are not appreciated. Na fathers did know about your socks. And, and, we don't appreciate our fathers, and then when they leave, we blame them. And remember, here it's not about blaming fathers, but here it's about us having this understanding on how we can get back to the place that we relate to God. Devi here spoke about God being a loving father in Luke chapter 11, as in if fathers can give their children gifts, fathers can give their children gifts, how about our heavenly father? Someone said that fathers make mistakes. Children make decisions. There's no father that's perfect. Fathers make mistakes. But you make decisions based on the mistakes of your fathers. In the Bible, we've seen many people, in fact, many kings, I think around 60% of the Bible speaks about kings, and they were fathers. And most of the kings were messed up kings. They didn't have time for their children. They didn't have time and that's why you find there were other wicked kings that came as a result of their fathers not being present. Some of us, we want our fathers to just be present emotionally. 
emotionally. Because you know, with the, pressures of the, with the pressures of this world, sometimes we may want to just go and have someone to just listen to us pouring our, our sorrows and our fears and our anxieties. But we don't have. I personally lost my father in, two, in 1999. And I can't say that I've been raised by a father. And this is the beauty about God being God who is the father and the mother. The beauty about it is God is able to send people that can take that place. God will send godly people that can take that place and continue to, 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 to confer identity, to bring about discipline, to bring about provision. God has been faithful since 1999. I have seen God provide. I have seen God come through. The moment that I let go of my father and I started learning about God being a loving father, about being God the one who, who provides and protects, the one who speaks over my life, the one that I am supposed to draw my identity from him. It has helped me to get to the place that I know that God is not the God that I used to see in my father. And my prayer to us is that may we see God not from the scripts of our fathers, because fathers make mistakes, but sons make decisions. And the decisions that I want us to make today is the decision to choose to let go. Some of us may be a harboring resentment and bitterness. Some of us, we can't even see our fathers face to face. Some of us, it's so difficult to even speak to our fathers. The other sibling to get to the father, the favorite sibling of the father. But one thing I can tell you is, the Bible says, honor your father. Honoring me, it means to respect. And as you respect your father, the commandment with the blessing takes effect. It doesn't mean that you won't disagree. You can disagree with him, but you honor. Some of us, our fathers are drunkards and you don't want to end up like them. In fact, we've even labeled them, but we choose to honor them because even them, if we brought them here, you might find that they will share the same, same story that even their father was not there for them. Some of us, our fathers have left. And you know, fathers don't leave their children, they leave their mother because they can't keep. And the mom is maybe blaming 
the mom maybe sees you and hurls bitter words at you because they see you and they see their husband. But it will never solve any issue. Fathers make mistakes. Sons and daughters make decisions. And I want us to enter into a moment of just praying. Let's just bow our heads. This today's Father's Day, even with our heads bowed, I want to ask you a question. What comes to your mind when you think of your father? Unasikia nika damu inachemka. Ama una feel manzemi I I I am in love um, as in I love my father. I don't know how you feel. Is this a day that you can even call your father maybe you can maybe text your father and thanks dad happy father's day as in no one can say that they've never been hurt by their fathers and remember to be hurt can also be part of discipline and some have been hurt because of, as in the, the failures and the misdeeds of their fathers. Maybe you're here and you're carrying bitterness and, 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 and hatred and resentment. And it's like you would want your dad to even die. Maybe you're carrying something against your dad. Just lift up your hand with our heads bowed with our heads bowed. Thank you. Apositens. Maybe you're saying, God, help me to face my father, to even speak to him. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. I, I, I believe, thank you, thank you for those hands. I believe, I believe, I believe that this is the last day that you're walking in, in, in that anger and, and hatred and, and bitterness and, and, and all those things that you remember that your father has done to you. And I want you to start telling yourself or telling God, God, help me. Help me to forgive my father. Help me to forgive my father for the things that he's done for me. Help me, oh God. Help me that even, even though I desired to go to school, I didn't manage to go to school. Help me, help me, oh King of glory. Help me, Father God, that I will not, I will release the bitterness and the, for, and the unforgiveness. Help me, Father God. Help me, Father God, that I will see my father the way you see him because you see him as your son and he is my father help me to honor him help me even though i may disagree with him help me oh lord help me oh lord help me oh lord help me oh lord father i pray that you release release 
release, release, O King of glory. Release the pain, release the pain. In the name of Jesus, 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 I can sense there's someone who has messed up their life and it's because you didn't have a father to give you a sense of direction. God is the one who is going to give you a sense of direction right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, may you lead her, may you lead her, O God, may you lead her, O God, that she is not a mistake, O King of glory, she is not an accident, O God. Father, right now I am praying, O God, for the number of times that she has cried, O God. Father, may you give her beauty for ashes, beauty for ashes, O King of glory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, for them that have been trying to get their identity in the opposite gender right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, our identity is in you, O God. Our identity is in you. Our identity is in you. Thank you, Jesus. Still with our heads bowed, you're here and maybe you don't have a relationship with this father. I just want you to lift up your hand and then we are going to pray. You don't have a relationship with God. You haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your hand and then we are going to pray. Thank you, Lord. You are rededicating your life or you're giving your life to Jesus. Just lift up your hand. Just lift up so that I can see it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, Lord. Still with our heads bowed, my prayer is that the spirit that we have received does not make us slaves so that we live in fear again, in fear of making mistakes, in fear of making the wrong decisions, in fear of living someone else's life. Rather, the spirit that we have received has brought us about adoption to sonship. That's why God is our father. I want us to pray for ourselves that God will reveal himself to us as a father. He will reveal that. He will remove the, the ideologies and the thinkings and the experiences that has made us to see God as someone who is not a father. I am praying right now, O King of glory, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you remove anything, anything that has hindered us from be, being able to see you as a father. Father, I pray, O King of glory, every time that we have sinned, O God, we have ran away from you, but Father, 
that today we are seeing you as a father. We are seeing you as a father, oh God. The way the prodigal son saw the father and the father ran to him, oh God. Father, we are coming back to you. We are coming back to you. Father, may you open our eyes that we will see you as a loving father, as a loving father, as a father who has great plans for us, as a father who is our protector, as a father who is our healer, as a father who is our deliverer. Father, I am praying in the name of Jesus right now, oh God, that you change, that you remove, remove all the teachings that we've had concerning you as a father and they were misconceptions, oh God. Right now in the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, that we will start seeing you in a different script, oh God. We will see you as, as a relational father, as a father who is inclined, whose ears are inclined towards our infirmities, towards our pains, and as a father who sees, oh God, as a father who gives a sense of direction. In the name of Jesus, we are praying, oh King of glory, that we will be able to have a relationship, to build our relationship with you. May you give us that, that hunger, that hunger to know you more, that hunger to relate with you more, that hunger to continue to live according to your word, according to your precepts, oh God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, forgive us for the times that we have spoken negative things about our fathers, our earthly fathers. Forgive us, oh God. And Father, may you give us the grace to have conversations with our parents because you've put them in this world for such a time as this that we will be able to know you. I pray, oh God, that you will just help our fathers, oh King of glory, to reflect your image, oh God. To reflect your image, oh God. I am praying for fathers that have left, that have neglected their duties, oh King of glory. I am praying for our fathers today, oh God, that there will be change in the name of Jesus. That there will be change in the name of Jesus. That, Father, we will be able to experience our fathers in a loving manner, oh God. Help us to love our fathers, oh King of glory. Help us to love them even with their infirmities, oh King of kings. And Father, I am praying for them that have lost their fathers in one way or another, oh God. That Father, may we be able to experience you because you are the only one who can fill that void. You are the only one who can fill that void. Father, you say that you are father to the fatherless, oh God. Father, we know that your word is true and your word is final. Father, I am praying that you step in, that you step in as our father, that you step in as a father to them that king of glory don't have a father or don't have a mother, oh God. I pray that we will not know that we are alone. I pray that, Father God, that you will continue to embrace us and to shower us with your blessings, that we will experience your provision, King of glory. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And lastly, even as we leave this place, Lord, 
Father, may you help us to live a life that we are doers of your word. We thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Even as Nyambu comes um, today at 2.30, Kijiskiya,